What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine Podcast. This is episode 103. I'm your host, Riley, joined by Mr. Andy Nesbitt. What up? Riley, I'm just glad that you're here. I'm still I'm glad that you're still alive. Can you I was flustered even saying my name introducing the show. I was um <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night. Um I was gonna text you and warn you about how obnoxious my introduction was gonna be on Tuesday. If a certain someone won the open, it was gonna be a 10 minute rant. Uh and then he just didn't make enough putts on Sunday, but we can talk about Cam Smith because he's the champion golfer of the year and he played unbelievable. No, we got to talk, we got to talk about your boy Rory. First of all, we'll get to Cam Smith. You want to talk about first? Okay. Yes. It's, you know, the guy took a trip to choke city on Sunday, choked it up, choke job for the ages. Even though I wrote the totally different argument the other day, yesterday, I was gonna, I was gonna say I don't think he choke jobbed it at all, <laughs> like at all. So, yeah, so we got to get into Rory. Like he, he shot us two under seventy. First of all, he had a four stroke tied with a four stroke lead going into Sunday. He shot a two under seventy and lost by two strokes. Which normally it's like if you if you blow a four stroke lead on a Sunday and lose by two, it means like you really blew the hell up. But he never blew up. He just he hit all the greens. He just he just couldn't hit those little 10 to 12 footers that he needed to win. And then Cam went off and did his thing on the back nine. So I don't know. Yeah, what, I, for you as a Rory diehard, what did you feel like as he walked off the green on 18? Was it like, oh, my God, he this, this is a collapse? What was your thought? Uh, no, I didn't think it was a collapse. It was it – was, the putter was really frustrating. Uh, the plan going into, I guess, his day, which this kind of sounds obvious, was – to take care of the par fives and then just take care of the drivable par fours where you can get somewhere close to the green. And all of a sudden you make five birdies on the day and then it's borderline impossible for anybody to beat you. Right. Right. He comes out, he birdies at what the first four holes, I think. And they were very easy birdies, like two putt, almost made a couple putts, takes care of the first par five. And then I don't know wait, wait, what he birdied the, what he birdied number five. Yeah, he birdied he the par four holes. No, no, no. We parred the first four holes. Yeah, like yeah. easy, easy pars. Yeah, you said. Um, like, sorry, wow. sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> pars the first four holes. Birdie's the par five. He's one under for the day. And then I think he was probably up by two strokes at that point. I think. Um, I don't think his lead ever got bigger than two. Uh, but Victor wasn't doing anything. No. And then you make three pars in a row. I think he was still leading by two, and then you get to nine. And it's like, well, if we birdie nine, then we're up by three with the back nine to go, and that seems pretty good. He doesn't get it up and down from just off nine, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, yikes, that feels like something that could come back and bite you in the ass. Um, He birdies 10, which was good. Again, that's another hole that you have to birdie. Um, not birdieing 12 was another one where I was like, damn, you're letting these easy birdie holes kind of just go by you here. Mm-hmm. Then he makes par at the par five. And then that's when it first hit me. And I was like, he's not going to win because can birdie too many holes in a row. Now you got to go birdie a bunch, like two hard holes coming in to have a shot. And, uh, at, from that point, it kind of just felt like a slow death because he hit every green. And just the ball was not going in the hole. And it's, what was that viewing experience like for you? Take me inside for those last four holes. Was it sadness? Was it watching your best friend marry your ex-girlfriend kind of stuff, knowing that the inevitable is going to happen? You just have to sit there in that church pew with all the other family members and watch the <laughs> inevitable happen. 
it was um it was almost it was it was i was rooting for cam smith to hit in every fucking pot bunker around zane andrews it was a hard guy to root against a hundred percent because i like cam Mm -hmm. but it got to the point where i was literally i was obviously rooting for rory but that closing stretch is take 18 out of it because he part 18, but he was also trying to make a 40 yeah. yard chip shot. So I don't like yeah. whatever it doesn't, that doesn't bother me that he didn't birdie 18. Cause if he birdies 18, who gives but a yeah, shit? He still matter. loses. He yeah. It team. doesn't, it doesn't matter. So everyone was like, Oh, he didn't even come in second. Well, it's like, you got to think yeah, about the context of not birdieing idiots. 18. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah, they're idiots for saying it. So then you get to 15, 16 and then 17, which those are no gimme birdies. I'm like, man, he's going to have to do something really freaking cool. And then I don't remember if it was 15 or 16, but he it, like a 60 foot putt just stopped one cycle away from going in the hole. And it's like, man, that is just mm-hmm. an absolute kick to the dick. Because then if you yeah. birdie 18, you go to a playoff. And then he gets to the road hole, the hardest hole on the golf course, puts it to 15 feet and just another putt that just sips on the lift, left edge. She's like, man. And then you got an eagle <laughs> 18, which Cam Young does in the group ahead of you. And it's like, oh, maybe you can do it. And then the longest player in the field, for some reason, doesn't get the bounce that everybody else was getting and comes up yeah. 40 yards short of the green with driver into 18. So it sucked. But it, personally, I don't think I don't think he choked it when you're up four shots. The guy tied with you doesn't do everything. You shoot two under forcing someone to shoot seven under in the final round of a major championship and they do it like you just that's just a hat tip to that guy. So, yeah, like I said, like, yeah, no, Roy had no bogeys in his final round, two birdies. Just didn't make the putts when he had to. And then Cam Smith just put on a performance for the ages on the back nine. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, for two for two days, he was just absolutely unconscious with the putter. And that's kind of – I said that on the show last week. And he was one of my picks. I don't know if I've ever been more upset about picking the winner of a tournament before. <laughs> it was just like the guy gets unconscious with the putter. Around the greens, he's going to be a magician just because he can use the slopes and creativity or whatever. You just look at 17 for one example. One of the most outrageous up and downs and maybe major championship history, not only open championship history. And, I mean, the kid's a a stud with the putter. There's just no way to get around it. That putt on 17, I've watched it like 30 times. from off The one from off the green where he had... The road hole bunker right to his left. And you see that ball, that angle from behind him. You see the ball just go roop, roop, up the grass, down and over. You're like, good God, the balls it took to hit to hit that shot. If you hit that putter just a little off or you don't hit it strong enough and it goes into that road hole bunker, you're screwed. And in that situation with the lead, like, and then to step up and drain like the 12-foot of her par. But yeah, that yeah. shot on 17 to get around it. One of the greatest shots in, in major championship history. I God, I, I, you you don't even know how much I was rooting for like a heel strike on that putter. Just right yeah, like putter. there you're probably like, okay, he makes bogey here. Like we're okay. Like, yeah, gonna, I was. Um, and then that putt falls. You're like, huh, all right. I mean, par- it. I was thinking bogey, but actually on the second shot when the ball didn't end up in the bunker, I was like, he's going to get that up and down. Because the first thing that the people on the broadcast said was, oh, he's going to have to putt that and it'll go to like 10 feet. I'm like, well, he's going to do exactly that. And it's a straight downhill putt. There was no break in it. You just aim it in the middle of the hole and hit it. If you can, you know what I mean? Um, If it goes in the road hole bunker, we're probably looking at a playoff. But it comes up short because he hits such a bad shot that it came up short of the road bunker. So. I, I was thinking about that uh, halfway through the back nine. I'm like, man, th- this has been the perfect week of golf at a perfect course. 
perfect celebration of the 150th. If that went to a playoff between Cam and, and Rory, it would have been off the goddamn charts. Yeah, it would have been unbelievable. Oh. I, I, do you know what hole they go to for a playoff? I didn't. I don't see do it anywhere. Three, they do a three-hole playoff with um with the score stroke play. I know that. Do you know the holes? No, probably one. I didn't 17, find. 18. I couldn't find it anywhere. I would guess one seventeen eighteen because one. Or I don't know, maybe maybe uh, two seventeen eighteen because two takes you out to the green, then you walk over to seventeen, then you play eighteen. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm, it's, it's a guess, but that would set up for the best theater, I think. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't you're think probably right. Out, I don't think they go way out there and play different holes, but Cam. With his putter, but I was so jealous of Cam and his wedges around the greens. Like, there's times where the announcer's like, you really should be using putter here. And he just picks it clean and just, you know, there's one where it's like he was off the green and he had to get it up a hump and there was a right to left hump. And like, he put it to like two feet with his, with his wedge. Oh, I remember that. I think he even, he landed, he landed it at like the bottom of it, like in between the two humps and then it rolled up and just rolled up, rolled out. It's like, and the the noise it made and like the comp, like he did that. At the players when he won it, right? Like that shot on 18 after he put it in the water. He yeah. He had a little 50, 63 yard wedge from like, you know, right there on the water and just knocked it to like three feet. Like to have that goddamn confidence in that short game. Jesus. Yeah, it was crazy. Just because like he drove it okay. Like his short game in putting just like won him that championship. On Sunday, like his iron play, I feel like wasn't even that great. Like he hit a couple, he hit probably like four what like three or four really good iron shots like into the par three it's like damn that's a really good iron shot he his, had a couple his ability to like his ability to shake off bad shots it's just 100 like, like that shot he had on saturday where i thought he threw away the tournament where he was he, for some reason tried to he was standing in the bunker the ball's out of the bunker and he tried to like make a hero shot and ended up getting like, i think like a double on the hole like that should have taken him out of the tournament mentally and just score wise and just like yeah whatever and like we saw that at the players when he had that terrible drive on 16 that i saw in person where i'm like that's where he hit the ball too he got <laughs> yeah, out, made yeah, par yeah. there and then on 18 at the players <laughs> after he pitches out into the water you know like that should be a shot where you're like oh my god like i just gave up this tournament and then he sticks it to three feet like his ability to just be like he, he looks cool on the outside and he's he's got to be cool on the inside because it's it's, it's incredible what he can do and i think there's two shots that come to mind with him coming down the stretch on Sunday that are going a little bit unnoticed. Hmm. And he, I granted he did have a helping win, so it kind of helped him. But the tee shot on 17 was balls on the table. I'm going to aim left, hit a cut with the wind and find the fairway. I mean, he hit an absolute chunk, I think, seven iron. He just hit a terrible iron shot. But his driver was incredible in that circumstance to just stuff and hit that. And then it, the lag pot on 18 was disgusting. Yeah. He had to go up, up the, what did they call that? They kept, they loved the Valley of Sin or whatever uh, they call it up the slope, but also across the entire slope. So it was almost like putting on the side of like an in-ground pool kind of up to the top yeah. of it. It was disgusting. And then it was what, 18 inches away. There was, there's was some gross. wild lag putts there. Like Rory, Rory and Cam Young had one on the same hole in the back. I think it was one of those par fives where it was like, Rory had like a hundred foot putt. It felt like, yeah, they were walking them in. You see, I see the ball going over these hills and it comes down and it just, it goes like six inches, like a hundred feet to six inches. Like in that situation, uh, that was, that that was a lot of fun. Like that course. Yeah. It was like, it's, it's not built for this day and age pro golfer, but it's still had a lot of challenges, especially 18. Like people could drive 18, but birdie was far from guaranteed on that hole. We saw a lot of guys making par, you know, it wasn't just drive it up there. Put it close, tap in for birdie. It was it was a lot more difficult than that. 
Yeah, if you didn't drive the green and physically have a putt like on from the putting surface, it's not a guaranteed birdie when you get up no, there. No, a lot of guys that had that like short left, like right in the valley, is in there on the left in between those two mounds, and then they would putt up and have like if if it would either be six feet short or six feet long, right? And then that putt wasn't a straight putt, you know. And you yeah, Neiman Neiman had it come down to his feet. I th- I don't yeah. remember. I think what was fr- that was either Friday or Saturday. I forget what day. But your point about the built for, for the modern game or whatever, I the scores were obviously crazy low. I have the leaderboard in front of me right now. Um, there were three. There were three guys. So Cam was twenty under. Cameron Young was nineteen. Rory was eighteen. But the next is fourteen. Yeah. Like I think that's for being an old ass short golf course that you can drive what thirty percent of the greens. Mm-hmm. I think 14 under is a pretty respectable, not like three guys went w- way lower than everybody else, but I think 14 to be fourth place, I think is pretty good considering yeah, there was just no wind. no wind. Really. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. There was no. a lot. I think if there's wind, obviously wind changes scoring conditions for any golf course that you get at, but specifically St. Andrews, when the wind can blow the ball all over the green into pot bunkers in the fairways a lot more often. I, I think it held up pretty well for yeah. their no conditions in that golf course. I think it did. I mean, that could have been like if it was like everyone was like 28 under, 27 under. Yeah, but like that thing, that old bird of a course held its ground. And, you know, a lot of it was the greens. You know, a lot of guys hit the green, but they'd be, you know, 50, 60 feet away from the from the flag. And it would just, you know, take everything you had to get there, two putt from there. And so – yeah, that old course, man. It was everything we wanted it to be, I think. And that that camera angle behind—I don't know if they ever had this camera angle before. But the camera angle behind the 18th tee, when the guy, you know, they're showing like the, you can see the bridge. You obviously can see all the old buildings in the background. You can see the town. Every time they put that up on the screen, I was just a dork. I'm like, oh yeah, this looks so cool. Look at that. They're playing into like a castle-filled city. This is unbelievable. What a place. I know, you, you tweeted like tens, no less than ten screenshots. Oh, You're like, I can't get over like, this camera angle. It's like when I went to Amsterdam, my phone became just millions of photos of uh, over the bridges of the canals. <laughs> all week long, I'm like, with my little phone, I'm like, oh, look at that. What a shot. Oh, my God. Tiger Woods from behind. It was just like... I was enamored by that whole place. I, I told you I was Googling flights to Edinburgh and like everything about that town and those buildings and like uh, just like it's what a what an amazing place to play golf. Yeah, I don't I don't get jealous a lot of not being able to cover sporting like golf events in person. The Masters obviously every year is a, is a big one. That was the first time I was like, it sucks not being yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, because man, that Maybe. like. All the reporters earlier in the week were playing like Crail and all these golf courses on like Monday through Wednesday and then going out to St. Andrews at night after the tournament was over, walking around the old course with a cup of coffee in the morning for like the seven o'clock tea times. It's like that sounds like the greatest seven days ever. I didn't even go to it. I stayed here in Jacksonville, Florida, and I felt like like I loved, like you said, like seeing all the golf writers' photos of, of like the nights of being like, oh, I just played here. We just played there. I felt like it was a week of summer camp, and I was just kind of like a part of it, but I wasn't. But I was so happy for everyone. I'm like, oh, look at they're playing these great, unbelievable <laughs> places. They're covering. They're open. We're watching this great tournament in the open. And then, especially then Sunday when the tournament ends, you know, St. Andrews Old Course on Sundays is closed. It's just a park for the town people. And so, like, two hours after the, the final round, people are out there with their dogs and their kids playing in the 17th hole bunker. Like, just the whole, like, feeling of that week in that place is just it was just special. 
Yeah, that part was on an hour after the the most important championship in recent memory ended. There was just kids rolling around in the bunkers on seventeen. It's like what? Yeah, and what, someone I follow, it's amazing. I forget his name. He tweeted about like that's everything that's wrong with like American golf. Like our big courses, like they're protected country clubs where like you can't you can't even get a sniff of it. But here, like they just played the British Open, the 150th Championship, and they're like yeah, yeah, bring your dogs and your kids out here. There, there's a bunker over there. Go dig dig holes in the bunker. Imagine if they did that. Like, all right, Augusta National is now a park again. Everyone come back out and play in the park. <laughs> I know. I don't even know what the equivalent would be because, like, Old Course is in the middle of St. Andrews. Like, if right. you're not paying attention and you're just walking down the street, it'll just come up on you and you don't know what's coming. I love those I'm, videos of the people walking down the street and it's like building, building, building. All of a sudden, it's like 18th green, first team. Yeah, exactly. I don't know because Augusta's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's all they, protected. Like, yeah, I don't even know the equivalent. Can't, can't like, what's around there. Pebble? I don't even know. I've never been Pebble's to Pebble. Pebble's tough to get know. into. You have to pay seventeen dollars, or you have to pay money just to get in the neighborhood. Like maybe like um, what you call it in uh, Long Island? Uh, Shinnecock? No, what's the black course? The oh, Beth Page. Beth Page Black Black. That's a public course. That's a mini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a or like yeah. A I was Tory just trying Pines to when they when they host the Open. Yeah, I was just trying to think of like an American high level course that's just in the middle of a town, but like I can't think oh, of middle any. Of town, yeah, yeah, because America like protects its golf course. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't even know if there's a course equivalent to what San Andrews could be. Like you couldn't open Augusta because no. nothing's around it. Everything looked like all the little shops. Like someone posted a photo of like a movie theater in San Andrews that just looked like an amazing little place, and like, oh, it's bad. Man, the cool, the coolest part was that the players were just staying at the hotel on the golf. Rory said when he went out on his deck to like watch the golf or whatever, he was just staring at the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. They're all right there. Which has got him hanging out. The night before the final round. He's yeah. Like trying to yeah. keep his mind off things. And any peek out the window, like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm at the top of that leaderboard. Yeah, okay. I see that name right there. He that's said me. he thought about it like human. Like Rory handled it all great. You know, you know, he's got to be, he had to be bummed out of his mind to to, to not win that major. Yeah, it uh, sucks because, like I said at the beginning, if he if he just is to get back on Rory, but if he just took care of the holes he needed to take care of, he would have won by a shot or two, even with right. Cam going bananas on the back. He just needed to make birdies on the holes that you need to make birdies on, and he didn't. So, and sucks. what makes Rory like? I become more of a Rory fan, obviously, this year. What makes him easy easy to root for is he shows you how easy it is to be a good person. Right, like he yeah, loses. Hard. NBC says, "Can you come up here and talk?" Yeah, of course. Uh, what were you thinking about that as you walked on the 18th green? You know, I was sad. It was tough. It was disappointing. Cam's great. Like if you pull like a Brooks up there, first of all, I probably wouldn't have done the interview. And then if you did, you'd be like, <laughs> like Rory's just a class guy who's just you know he always has really thoughtful views on whatever's going on in the world, the golf or whatever. And for him to do that, you know, it does, it seems like oh yeah. It's, it's not hard to go and talk on NBC for three minutes, but like he just suffered one of the most probably like mean, like hurtful defeats of his career and he didn't hide from it. And he went up there and talked about it. And it was just, I mean, that's just who Rory is. That's why he has so many fans and had so many fans on Sunday rooting for him. Yeah. He's, he's the best man. I don't know. Not, I don't think a lot of guys at his level probably give, maybe they give the interview, but maybe not as insightful as an interview. They would have been like, yeah, it sucks. Just yeah, like he had to go, like it was off the first tee from where, where they were set up. Like NBC was, like he had to walk over, he had to go upstairs, he had to go, like he had to walk through crowds and he had to sit there and, okay, grab a mic, 
here we go. <laughs> like he just suffered like the one of the hardest defeats of his life. And he yeah, just it sucks. handled it like like a, like a like an adult. And that was, you know, it wasn't a surprise to see that, but it was good to see that cuz especially in this world right now, you see so many assholes who just uh, don't want to act that way. Yeah, and on, on Sunday, I never let myself believe he was going to win, which I think saved me a little bit. Like when he was up by two, I was never like, "Oh my!" Now if he loses, it's it sucks. I was ne- I was like, "We still got some golf to play." Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, he I mean, he had one hand on it, and he just didn't and make. It enough, felt like he was going to win just because he and Hovland had that four stroke lead, and then Hovland was really wasn't doing anything. You can see Hovland tightening up as the day went by, and you're like. All right, well, this is Roy's to to win, and all of a sudden, Cam goes, "Zoom, see ya!" It's like, all right, tip the cap. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's Six all you got to do. On the final nine holes of a major championship to win. Yeah, yeah, you 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 came home in thirty. Like that's how you win a major. Thirty, thirty. Like when a guy comes home in thirty, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and someone showed a video of like Rory fans or some Rory fans account. I saw KVV from ESPN tweet about it, and like. They showed a video of like, here's if any of these putts oh, rolled yeah. in, like Rory would have made it, it would have won. It was like all those putts were like he hit them really well. It's just the game of golf. Sometimes it, it, he lived, play. he lived on the edge all day long. You get it even started on one his first putt. He had what like 18 feet, and it just didn't break enough at the hole, and just stayed on the left edge. It's like man, if we have one of those days, it's gonna be a long day. And he came, he started the event the very first putt. Of the Open Championship, Rory McIlroy was a fifty-five foot bomb for birdie on number one, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, let's fucking go!" <laughs> and then I think that was the only putt he made all week. I would love to know how many feet of putts he made after that because he didn't make a putt over twenty feet. It feels like if he yeah. made a birdie, it was a two putt from the from the green on the bur- drivable four. That, that, uh, that eagle he had on Saturday was so awesome out of the bunker on uh, was it ten that. Was uh, and I, I tweeted the little video link. I was Rory at the Ryder Cup against Patrick Reed in my living room. <laughs> I, I, I was my girlfriend was sitting next to me. I'm like, Meg, he's an underrated bunker player. This could get close. We get an easy birdie here, go to 11, and then it hit the green. I'm like, this could get close. And then it went in. I stood up. I was like, yeah. let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> was oh, a, I, there, I saw there's a fan video from like the crowd that was sitting like by, because the 11 T is right next to that green. And you can see like, you can see the guys on the T waiting and they're watching the ball and, all, and people are just yelling all of a sudden. It just falls in the place went crazy. I mean, what, what, a, what a spot on the golf course to do that at. Yeah. Scotty and DJ were just laughing at each other. Like that is just ridiculous. Yeah. It was great. But uh, yeah, I mean, Four top tens in majors this year. Kyle Porter from CBS was hurting me a little bit with his tweets. Uh, Roy McIlroy beat 97.5% of everyone who played in the majors this year and didn't win one. And he was accumulative of anybody that made all four cuts at the majors. He was eight shots better than everybody else, and he didn't win. So that sucks. Yeah. A friend of mine texted me after. He's like, wow, Roy might never recover from this one. I'm like, He'll rec- it's not mentally weak. Like he'll recover fine from this one. Yeah, I don't know. His game's in a good spot. It's tough because the Masters is like two hundred and seventy days away, which first makes me want to kill myself, and yeah. second, like you hate to be like, oh, he'll win the Masters, but like golf is so weird that he could just lose it in a couple of weeks and it's gone. But his game looks good. I like that he's playing a cut now, not to get super into all the golfy shit, but he seems pretty in control about it. But um, off of Rory Cameron Young stud. I mean, he's a, he's a stud. What a battler that guy did over the final two days. Yeah, another guy that really didn't team. hit. Yeah, another guy that really didn't hit any putts. Like when he was on TV, it's like, how do you not make that putt? He had like seven feet on every hole. 
but yeah. he just kept finding ways to make uh, finding ways to make birdie. Excuse me. He had He's got such a sweet that pause kind of slow tempo. Just like you can take so much from watching that swing. Just every he you can slow down your, balls. Pummels it, and he like he he takes the club back so slow. Like us amateurs, like I got to generate as much speed as I can, swing as hard as I can. And he's like, no, no, you don't have to do that. Yeah, he made seven birdies and an eagle on Sunday. Jesus. Yeah. He could have Crazy. sold a couple of those birdies to Rory. Yeah, he could have. Man, that, uh, it's just so frustrating to think about. It. I saw that Rory video, too, that KVV retweeted. I'm like, that just hurts my soul seeing all those putts. Yeah. Um, if we go down, Victor, uh, it was very funny. I was going to tweet on you, uh, tweet at you Saturday. Uh, after the round was over, because on the show last week, we both were like, I'm very worried about Victor Hovland. And then mm-hmm. um, we've done this before. We've done this all year. Are you worried about somebody? Yes. And then they win. I was like, I really yeah. hope we didn't do that again. <laughs> uh, yeah, Victor, T4. Great week from him. That's his first top 10 ever in a major, which is crazy. Yeah. And I don't think we're, I mean, he really choked it up on Sunday. Oh, he played terrible. 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 There's a couple, like, everyone kept saying if he was going to have to hit some chip shots, he'd be in trouble, and he had a couple of chip shots that he had to hit, and he was in trouble. He found one bunker in the middle of the fairway, they had to chip out into the side. Like, he just got tight. He, I was yeah. worried about him coming into Saturday, Sunday, because I wanted Rory to win, and I was worried that Victor was the perfect, like, smiling, happy, you know. Not going to care. Inside, complete sociopath, ready to just kill Rory. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. seemed like the one guy that'd be like, "Oh, this is great! Like, I'm going to go into killer mode, like he's done in the past." And he never, he never got that. But he especially on the, especially on the first, he like hit a wedge to ten feet. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. here we fucking go. We got to battle yeah. all day. And then he just didn't do anything. So didn't do anything. Like he just, he just tight. You could see him tightening up, and like his. He wasn't hitting the ball solidly off the tee. He was finding weird spots. He wasn't. He wasn't becoming the you know the challenger that we thought. And so that's why again, like I was like, all right, well, this is Rory's twin. And then the old Jacksonville kid came out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Yep. And it was funny to go back to Cameron Smith. Like Friday, I think he hit the like total length of putts the most ever. Like ever, he hit every. What was it? Two hundred and thirty-three yeah. feet of putts or something? Absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh if you if like on an average PGA tour round, if you if you have a hundred feet of putts, that's like a good putting day. Like you mixed in a couple like fifteen footers and you had a good putting day. He hit two hundred and thirty-three feet of putts. I'm like, he can't Jesus. do that again. So Saturday when he sucked, I was like, that is no surprise. And then when he did it again on Sunday, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. He was locked in. But I played on Saturday. I think I had I think I made a combined nineteen feet of putts. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, that's why I just it sucked because that's what Rory did. He two putted every fucking green on yeah. Um <laughs> Nineteen feet of putts. <laughs> oh god, not good. I wish I was joking there too. No, oh, I know you're not joking. I've seen it. No. Uh, Brian Harmon, shout out the little lefty T six. The open's so funny because you just get guys like that. Random. He was my. You know, I, I, I have a special place. I thought he was going to win the match play this year. He came up short there. Yeah, correct. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, dude. Tommy Fleetwood is playing some golf right now. Yeah, but I like it. Like, what's the point? What's the point of Tommy Fleetwood? Uh, he's got just the best head of hair, maybe ever. Very great hair. Very nice guy. It's it's time for him to like do something somewhere. Yeah, well, he needs to win. He yeah. needs to win. Yeah, 
Maybe this will help him win by uh, by me pretty much making fun of his brilliant career. Yeah, should we say he's done? Is he playing in three M <laughs> open? We can pick it's him. It's done. I think it's time <laughs> to cut the hair and, and do a new rebrand on you. Tom <laughs> yeah, Lee mix Lee. it up. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, DJ T six for a while there. I was like, I oh, cannot so glad wait. DJ didn't win. I cannot wait for Roy McIlroy to stomp DJ in the dick on Sunday afternoon. And yeah. just, that would have been sweet. Oh, we came so close to having them being paired up on Saturday. It would have been, yeah. Victor what birdied 18. So he, he yeah. got paired with Rory, I think. Uh, yeah, which was, uh, yeah. So DJ T six, whatever, uh, Bryson came out of kind of an, out of nowhere and shot a good round on Sunday. I think he was six under on Sunday T eight. Um, Patrick Cantlay was T8, and then Jordan Spieth was also T8. Yeah, I had Spieth and Shoffley. Shoffley would have finished T15, and Spieth finished T, what, 8? So, That's a pretty good week. Yeah, I fell like 29 spots in our pool. Did you really? Had, yeah, so many Man, two, two top 15s. A lot of people had Cam, a lot of people had Rory, so, I mean, they get the, you know, yeah, Rory made so. like 990,000, Cam Jesus. at 2.5 million. It's a tough. It's a tough world. So we got like four four events left. So I got to make a push here. Yeah, it's tough when you pick two guys to finish inside the top fifteen and you lose spots. That's tough. Yeah, a buddy of mine texted me. He's like, "How many spots did you move up in that of those two guys?" I'm like, "I fell twenty nine. <laughs> Yikes. Jeez, sorry. <laughs> um, who else is noteworthy up here? Not really anyone in the top twenty. Um, I had the guys that missed the cut. Uh, yeah. Oh, a quick Will Zalatoris T28. Um, I bet him, I bet him for a top 20 and he was in the top 20 heading to the 17th T box on Sunday and he doubled 17. So hey. I'm not, su- I'm not super happy with Will Zalatoris right now. And then he didn't Ouch. birdie 18. So that sucks. Oh. Um, I don't really think there's anybody really. So Hith, great week for him. I think that was his first, was that his first major? At least first open yeah. for sure. I don't know if that was his first major, but yeah um and then yeah i almost put and i just did not have the nuts to do it i almost put one of the biggest bets of my life on call more cow to miss the cut and i just didn't have the guts really and um that would have been a ballsy the ballsy well, pick right there. that would have looked good on a graphic after it happened like yeah i knew that was coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's been a he, that his performance was shocking to me um to not make the weekend, like not even really come close to making the weekend. It felt like on that final Friday push. No, and he's not a guy that really plays good in windy conditions. But it wasn't even windy, so I'm not 100. Yeah, percent not really sure what happened. British to him. Open champ, and like JT. Uh, JT finished. He made the weekend, but he finished back there. Uh, yeah, he was a JT know, was almost done when I like turned my TV on on Sunday morning. Yeah, they're like, and here's how 17's playing. We'll show you yeah. JT shot here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, all right. Uh, it was uh, cool Max. to see Finau birdied 18 on Friday, knowing he had to make it to make the cut. That was, was like sick. One of the last groups out there. That was a cool birdie putt. And it wasn't uh, even but, a tap-in, I think. Wasn't it like a 15-footer, I think? Because his second was bad. And he was like, oh, damn. Yeah, it was, it was a good enough putt to like he had to think about it. It was, it was not close to a tap-in. But Which is cool. We got to talk, of course, about the great goat, right? Yeah, of course. I was saving that for our end of the open discussion. Is there anybody else? I guess no surprise to me that Max missed the cut. That's kind of a tough position to get put yeah. into. Uh, a little surprised just because I think he's really good at golf, um, but he just couldn't get anything going because he was, he was on playing. No Langs Up uh, Friday night show, and it was really fun to listen to him talk about what that experience was like playing with Tiger. Yeah. So yeah, we can get into Tiger. What would what would you like to say about Tiger? All right. Well, 
two weeks ago I said that Tiger was done. We should never expect him to win. Last week I lost my mind because I watched his press conference right before we did this and thought he's back. Tiger's never going to win again. We have to go back to reality. We have to get out of like the British Open bubble week of where we get giddy about all this stuff. Tiger Woods went to St. Andrews, of course, where everyone said this is his best chance to win a major because it's flat. He's won here before. It's easy on his body. He knows what to do. And he was terrible from the from the first hole of his tournament till you know his final missed a four footer for birdie on eighteen on Friday. He doesn't. It's 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 not right of us to think that he can go from not playing any tournaments to playing four majors a year and to contend in those tournaments. You're not going to have the feels of what it's going to take to get up and down. You know, in a major with everyone around you watching. Everything's fractions of inches here and there. Like Tiger just is never going to have those feels if you play four times a year in the biggest tournaments of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's wild for us to ever think that he's going to ever contend in, in one of these. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to make a. You know, I can't. I can't make that blanket statement. I want to, but I can't. He just can't. He can't. I mean, maybe he can contend at the Masters, but like. His body's banged up. His body's in a yeah. bad place. His yeah. leg's in a bad place. So he can get around, sure. But then if you only play a couple times a year, you can't go to a you know a, a clutch chip shotter on the greens of Augusta and expect to get up and down from there because you're you're not, you just don't have the feels of what it's to be in that situation. No matter if you you've been in it in the past, great, yeah. But to be in in that moment, you're just gonna you're just not gonna be able to come through. I can't I can't emphasize enough how bad his putting was. I mean his yes, putting terrible. his putting was atrocious. Everything else looked okay. Like he wasn't dialed in with driver, but it looked okay. His iron play was okay. He pulled a couple irons just because for all the golf nuts out there. When you can't really get off of your your right side when you're a right-handed golfer and you're relying too much on your upper body, everything closes too quick and then boom, you you not hook you pull everything instead of hitting a cut right when you're two on mm-hmm. top of everything and that it happened to him a couple times um yeah i don't know i just think the putting was atrocious i think if the putting is even a little bit better he has a shot of getting to the cut number like right at the number mm-hmm. but i the finding a different in the first fairway was a big time vibe kill like oh that looked like a great little swing tiger stinger let's go open championship here's a divot Here's the burn. Here's a missed five footer that didn't even touch the hole. There's a double. How you doing? Now you got to go. Yeah. It's like, he was like four over through five. It was like the biggest, like everyone went into this week saying like, this could be the, you know, because of the course, because of the specialty of it, because blah, blah, blah. And four holes in five holes in it was four over. It's like, oof. yeah, it sucked, but and I don't just, know. He's just, his, his, um, his walk on 18 was a little, um, like, kind of a goodbye but at the same time maybe if something crazy happens i'll be back it was kind of one of those walks because i think because he's a historian of the game obviously he wants that walk that a lot of guys had where you stand on the bridge and just kind of let it soak Mm -hmm. it in or whatever he didn't he didn't even slow down when he got to the bridge he took off his hat but i don't know it's a it's an open-ended open-ended question if he'll ever be at saint andrews i think he's going to play more opens because i think opens are just the easiest on his body all the courses pretty much are the same terrain as St. Andrews. It's flat, but just with moguls and everything. Uh, he's obviously going to play the Masters. But, yeah, who knows? The home of golf might have seen Tiger Woods for the last time during competition. It, that sucks. 
his walk up 18 made me feel so old. Like I never thought I'd see the day where people are like, this could be the last time we see Tiger Woods at playing golf. Like he's yeah. been, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older than you. So I grew up like in the time when Tiger was the king and it's like, Golf is that sport where you can basically play it, you know, forever. And to have him walking up and then being like, "This could be the last time like we ever see him at St Andrews," it's like, "Ooh, man, it's yeah. sad." No, but it was great. Sure. It was like that was a special moment of like, don't care about a score, don't care about whatever, just like soaking that moment in and seeing that town. And Homa uh, said it was great. Like he and Fitz hit their shots. Tiger hit his shot, and he said that they were they waited for Tiger to go ahead to give him his space, and then he said that Tiger was kind of like. He's doing something, or like he was slow to get off the tee, and they're just standing there waiting for him. And Lacava was like, "You guys can walk." And Max was like, "Fuck no, we're not walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna let him just go." And imagine that experience for Max, who in 2013 tweeted at him, "Can he play a practice round at an open?" To playing with him for the you know at St Andrews, his final time. Imagine just sitting back there and watching Tiger walk over that bridge and just seeing the whole town go bananas, like. I'm sure Max would have liked to have made the cut and contended, but I'm sure that he's just fine with that experience. Yeah, the two probably the two best golf days of his career, probably even including yeah. wins. Like playing with that guy, that's insane, especially during those circumstances. But and they said the Tiger's nickname for he called them one time during the round. He called them Homie, Homie, and um, you know, Tiger always puts IE at the end of people's. Yeah, names. and then he called and then he called him Maxi. I think the other time, which he wasn't a big yeah. fan of. But. Yeah, so, yeah, Tiger, what was wild, too, um, while, well, like, rightfully so, like, NBC was gushing about Tiger and showing everything, and then, like, two hours later, like, here's Phil Mickelson tapping in for par at 18. <laughs> like, they didn't show him walking over the bridge. They didn't show him, you know, taking in the crowd, because that, you know, who knows? It could be his last run around the Open. As of, as of right now, the next Open Championship at St. Andrews is 2030. That's seven years. Was that that puts Phil at sixty? Does he even yeah. get in? The, that doesn't even get in the next one. I know what is their cutoff? Sixty? Is he old? Sixty? Yeah. Is he so? Is he sixty-one that year or sixty? I don't know how Phil, old Phil is. I'm not sure. I think he but, just turned fifty-two. So what's that math? Sixty. So he'll be he, in like, the next one, but still, rightfully so. But it's just such amazing, like downfall for Phil. Right? Like we've all ripped him and everything, and like it's a weird, like it's just like I, I've. Let it be known that I thought what he's done has been trash, but it was just so weird to see NBC kind of treat him like he was like a nobody. Phil is arguably like a top what five golfer of all time, top eight golfer of all time, and they're just giving back him- at like last year, like they would show Phil all the time. There's Phil uh, signing autographs for kids. No one loves this game more than Phil. No one loves the fans more than Phil. Phil just won the PGA Championship. The whole crowd's around him at Kiowa, and now it's just like. There's this guy with his own logo on his hat, and he steps in for par, and there, and there he goes. It's crazy. It's insane. It's wild. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> Phil, 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 because you know Phil loved the spotlight. He loved making those. That like, was his favorite part. Magnolia Lane, like, I'm going to hit bombs today. Love being interviewed. Love the gushing everyone had for him. And now he, like, basically just comes in, like, as, like, a guest to some course and just, like, gets out there, plays real fast, and just leaves. Gone. Mm-hmm. Live changes a lot. Speaking of live, um, which man, I'm just already so sick of live, but it is sticking around. Let me tell you, folks. Um, yep. So it is uh, all but. I don't want to say all but confirmed because that makes it sound like very like it is going to happen. I guess anything can change, or this could be a false report. But it does sound yeah, like Cameron Cameron Smith will be headed to live. 
It also sounds like Mark Leishman and Adam Scott will be headed to live to form some sort of Australian team. It is a uh, it's a big kick in the nuts that a future live guy beat the biggest PGA tour guy of all time at the open championship. That sucks a little bit. It does. It does feel like it's going to be a little bit of a slow bleed. Cause I don't even think that those guys will go after the tour championship. They'll be going after the president's cup. Cause all three of those guys will probably be on that president's cup team and they want to play in that. But then, then you're fine. And then you brought up a great point before we started recording that cam Smith is now just in majors for the next five years and the open until he's 60. So he probably doesn't even give a fuck. Yeah, he's he's exempt from the majors for five years, British for 60, and his win on Sunday probably upped his live fee exponentially. Right. So like, I think the original the original deal, I believe, was rumored to be $90 million. Uh, I would not be surprised if that crossed into like the 120 range now that he's the Open champion. If you take the Open champion, the player's champ, the young guy, like this would be the first like big – young guy like a, a, a standout winner like he's a bona fide he's a bona fide star in the pj tour now right and i think what we're seeing too with live is like we knew i think we predicted this beforehand like the first guys would go everyone would shit on him and the second tournament happened some other guys would go we shit on him a little bit less and now the th- third wave of guys is like well they took all that heat like i can just go i can say that the lines that they said I don't have to speak to the media all that often. So like no one can really bash me. I'll just take this hundred million. Every once in a while, step out and say, I'm just trying to grow the game. Blah, blah, blah. See you guys later. See you next time. Yeah. And like make their money and be on their way. Yeah. It's going to, I mean, Hideki is all but gone as Hideki. Who? I'm going to call, I'm going to call him Hideki now. Cause he's a live guy. I'm going to mispronounce. Is he, his name. is he a live guy yet? Uh, yeah, he will be going, he'll be going to live. Um, the, the, I don't want to say surprise cause he stinks now. But Henrik Stenson is also going to live. He's being announced this week. And he's the Ryder Cup captain. And yeah. Ryder Cup people cannot, won't be able to be, or live live people won't be able to do the Ryder Cup. I don't know if I said that correctly the first time. Yeah, so he's going to have to give up his captain. So he's going to have to give up. Before that it was yeah. the biggest thing of his life and how much it meant to him to, to have this captaincy and the history of it all and what it means to him and his family and now he's like, yeah, I'll see you guys later. I'm going to go play in uh, in New Jersey for, for, for yeah. my buddies Ian Poulter and uh, Lee Westwood. Yeah, so I think I think the plan is because the Bedminster stop is next week, I believe. Starts next Thursday. So, yeah, yeah it is. Um, so I think I think that's like official. They're announcing Stenson for next week. I think he's playing in the next week. Which again, I'm surprised that Hideki um, is going Ooh. is going so is going so early because he's also like a Presidents Cup guy. Mm. So he must also not care about that. Or maybe he's a guy that's going to slow burn it again and not announce his move until once Presidents Cup September. So middle of September or something. So. I think what we're learning about a lot of player, a lot of players, is that they're like a lot of people in the world right now. They just don't care about anything. You know, like we like we really would hope for them to be like, I care about this. I'm going to stay like few do like Rory, obviously JT does but a bunch of them are just like, whatever, just give me money. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, it's um, yeah. And we've said it on this show before. We would not even have close to the same feeling about live if the money was just coming from a different spot. Right. You know, like obviously the events still don't mean anything. There's no history, blah, blah, blah. 
So that part of it would still be terrible. I think the shotgun start is ridiculous. Graham McDowell tried to play it up like they should do a shotgun start for the open. Like what a fucking piece of shit that guy is. But it is really, it really is like, man. Yeah. Like PGA Tours, it, the PGA, like we knew going into this, like, and everyone, if you, if you, if you side against live, everyone's like, Oh, how much is the PGA tour paying you? And it's like, they're not paying us dick right now. Like we're just, we're just golf fans that want to have the best players in the world playing together in, in a place that means something. And none of these live events mean anything. Like, you're not like, Oh my God, they're coming down the stretch here in Portland. I wonder how that goes. And like, even like if they play that Portland open three years for the next three years, I'm not going to care who wins it, whatever. Like, you know, like when you have the Genesis at Riviera in uh, February, like you watched that Sunday, the showdowns coming down the stretch of the legendary course. You know, we watch the Tory players, Pines, you watch players, Ar- we watch Arnold Palmer, like the that Palmer shit matters. Like we yeah. watch all these, they all mean something. The memorial. The game. Yeah. Yeah. The memorial And here. It's like, yeah, we're just going to go to New Jersey and the winner is going to get 4 million. A team winner is going to split 3 million. And like, you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to be impressed by any of that. Like, I just don't, and I, I get it. Like, you see these players flying around on this live jet where it's like a goddamn like nightclub in there with you know bars and tables and people walking around and it's like yeah all right that's cool but it's just like it's just ruining the game of golf that, that we love. Yeah, I said it before that before we started recording. Also, it's making it's going to make eventually because by the time October comes around, before actually I don't even know the first event of the PGA Tour schedule, like when that is, but you're going to see a lot of guys make the move after the FedEx cup playoffs. And then there's going to be another wave after the president's cup. So starting in October and November, you're going to probably see the two. I don't want to say leagues with solidified rosters, but after everything is done, there's no reason for guys to wait around to make the move anymore. Cause they're, if that makes any sense, you know what I mean? Like if they move now, they mix FedEx cup and miss that paycheck. If they move now, they can't play in the president's cup. So they got to wait for all that to be over. You're going to see the leagues with pretty solidified rosters at near October next season. You're just going to see a lot of PGA tour events and live events with just mediocre fields every week. And it Mm -hmm. just ruins the ruins, the product for every golf fan. And I don't know if the casual fan, first of all, it's very strange that casual golf fans care about how much money somebody makes. That's very weird to me. Like it's so sick that DJ makes 150 million. How does that impact your life whatsoever? You idiot. But the other thing is like, they don't understand that the product starting next year is just going to be terrible outside of four weeks a year. We're going to get four weekends of really good golf a year. And now outside of that, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be like forced like the lift stuff is so bad to watch like and like you're gonna have all these pga tour events we're like yeah like i don't care what i didn't never thought like oh, if cam wins this british open he's gonna get 2.5 million like it didn't care but i don't care about i don't know how much anyone wins for make winning the uh palmer invitational but like you've you watch that finish to see what happens and now it's just going to be just watered down fields. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on like the Rory's and JT's of the world. You stick around to be like, you guys got to play more. Or why aren't they playing? Or like, they're going to feel like they have to play more to like pick up. And like, we talked a couple weeks ago, like, I wonder what Max, what Max Homo would feel about like Taylor Gooch is good friend. And like, we were like, we hope that he'd be mad at them. They were like in our dream world, like these guys are like, Oh, you went there, blah, blah, blah. But like, you see those, those two guys palling around at the British open, you know, practice rounds, having fun. Like they're still good friends. Like, I don't know, like we on the outside as fans and viewers, like we get emotionally invested in it. And I feel like the players are just differently invested into it. 
And we put too much like, oh, they'll do the right thing when their right thing is like they want to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, I, I think we just have too much uh, faith in certain guys on the PGA Tour is what it comes and it's down a, to. Yeah, it's, the PGA Tour is never going to beat Liv. Like, Liv, <laughs> Liv has they have billions no shot. and billions of dollars. They have no going, shot. Here's 100 for a million for you. And, like, a lot of these players, yes, they're going to go, okay, 100 million, I can take that. 60 million, I can take that. I'll take that. And it's like, I'm just getting to the point where Liv or, like, I've let my feelings out there. I think it's trash. I think what the players are doing is trash. More are going to go. The whole game is going to be broken. I thought the, the Open Championship was like Thanksgiving dinner where like you have your family over. And you know you don't like Aunt Claire. You, your uncle is a pain in the ass. <laughs> but for that day, you're like, all right, everyone's going to – then like Friday comes and you're like, oh, yeah, I hate you. You're a piece of shit. You believe in that. Yeah, that's fucking wrong. And So like golf, it didn't take long for it to go into this direction after the Open, and it's going to be it's going to be rough goings here. Yeah, the next couple months is going to be brutal with the live stuff. It's just so many people are going to leave. It's going to be a bummer. And then, the, then you have like the people who are just like, it's be, everything in this world has become like right versus left. Where like the live fans are like really hardcore right wing. Most people, a lot of right wingers who are like, oh, you can't, you, you little uh, libtards, you can't, you, you can't uh, take your money, you can't be an independent contractor. What about China? What about LeBron? It's like, we're just. Can't we just like have our feelings about how we want like the good things to happen in this world? Correct. Yeah. Without judging people, I'm like who, who, what, what, who, or what they stand for. It's like no, we just want we want right people doing making ethical, morally correct decisions, and also playing golf and having fun and and having memorable events year in and year out on the PGA Tour. I'm not taking a dollar from PGA Tour. I've written so many things that were hurtful about the PGA Tour. I'm I'm surprised I'm still allowed to write about golf. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. The PGA Tour wouldn't pay me. Sh- they would pay me to fucking shut the fuck up. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, <laughs> never tweet about us again, and we'll give you a bunch of money. Yeah. But I don't know. Another quick. I mean, this doesn't matter because he's he's um, he used to be really cool, and he's great on video games. His voice is great on video games. Like Tiger Woods 05 was the greatest because of him. Uh, David Faraday is also joining Live. Oh so yeah. There you go. That's another like, and Faraday's like got his, you know, he's worked with Wounded Warriors and he's worked with a charity that works with like 9-11 people and like. His, um, I think his, his, his charity is one of the, um, foundations that works with the 9-11 group that like pro that protested Portland a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So it's just like, people are like, people are just going to make. Make decisions. Yeah. And when they just, yeah. They just see all the, see the all figures and they make decisions. Yeah, go, yeah, what are you gonna do? All right. You know, great. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Faraday, like, does anyone, does anyone tune in in 2022 to listen to Faraday? My, my only hope is that, that Faraday is announcing makes, uh, what's his name announce less on live. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't, I don't tune, I don't tune in to hear Faraday. He really isn't even on the broadcast a lot anymore. I don't like they, yeah. he's just, has he always been just a single hole guy or was he ever like a main dude? No. No, yeah, he he was just a he was a main like on course report. Like he'd be on like the final group, and okay. I, don't, I don't think he wanted to do that anymore. So then he just would do a hole. Yeah, they saw so like Faraday on sixteenth hole. It's just like it's a waste. Yeah, you don't hear from him a lot. Granted, he'll yeah. probably he'll he'll probably make the live golf broadcast better, which is which is good for us that have to cover it for a job because the guy on there right now is an absolute Wait, fucking. Idiot. I can't remember that guy's name. Jerry Fultz. Jerry Fultz. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, he's, he's terrible. Atrocious. At least like Faraday knows golf and he has a cool voice to listen to, so that's better. But oh, another the other thing, Faraday's doing a um, 
he's doing like a like a show or something. I I have to pull it up. He's doing some sort of event in New Jersey the weekend of the tr- the the live event, and that's like the first clue that everybody thought he was going to live. Yeah, uh, uh, Matsuyama is on like the guest list for that show. That's why um, Hideki is like confirmed yeah. to be going to to live. Do we Good have anything? Times. Do we have anything else um, open championship to talk about? I think we pretty much hit on. Uh, I need to get one of those tiger pictures and blow it up and frame it of him on the bridge. Yeah, is it Swolken Bridge or Swilken Bridge? Swilken. Swilken. That's what I thought, but I couldn't. I couldn't make out how some people were pronouncing it on TV. Swilken Bridge. Yeah, it's W I L C A N. Swilken. Hideki. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, one last one too. Your your guy didn't make the cut. Who's You're, my guy? Brooks Kepka. You love that guy. You were, oh, you yeah. You were looking to throw your whole life savings on him. Yeah, so I tweeted out just because you know, I heard some things, and then it's tough to ignore a guy that has finished inside the top 10 at the Open like five of the last six years or something ridiculous. He was 50 to one, I think, or something crazy. And I, I tweeted, credit to me, first of all, that I asked for help before I, before I did anything about it. And then people came to my rescue and I said, you're a hundred percent right. I will not be doing this. And then I didn't. And then he missed the cut by a thousand. So there you go. You gotta, you gotta think that his, you know, when they go to what Jersey next week, like his team smash uh, teammates gotta be there and try to pick him, pick up his spirits after his tough showing at the open. Like that's when team smash has always been a team that, you know, is there for each other. Those mm-hmm. guys, they they love each other, and, and they they know their captain's hurting right now after missing flying all the way across the the ocean, and uh, missing the cut, and having to fly all the way back, and to not be able to sh- you know play again for a couple of weeks until he gets to, to New Jersey. So hopefully, Team Smash or Torque or whoever he plays for, they'll be there for him emotionally. <laughs> yeah, because oh Kepka's an asshole. I, I'd let, I I'm just bummed. There's no there's no cuts on live because I I would root openly every week for him to miss the cut. Miss the cut, 100. percent Uh, quick betting update. I actually, granted, I had a I had a nice week betting wise. If we're gonna be honest, it it sucks that I didn't uh, nail the Rory pick or whatever, and it sucks that he didn't win. It felt like the Patriots lost the Super Bowl, but I'm gonna get over it. Will's out towards top 20 didn't hit because he doubled 17. That's tough. I, I bet on Tiger Woods to make the cut minus 140 because I said in my uh, TikTok video I posted, you'd be un-American if you didn't. There are, TikTok. there are a lot are you of doing people a that dance while you made that pick. That I did it. I danced and said all my picks at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, uh, I, I said that uh, not voting on Tiger Woods to make the cut would be un-American. Because it would be un-American. There are a lot of people that do not like Tiger Woods out there. I don't know who you are. So you're scumbags. So, oh, there are a lot of people that do not like Tiger Woods. I hate the fans. And we've said this before. Like, oh, they're going to show Tiger a lot. Yeah, they're going to show Tiger a lot, you idiots. He is the greatest human being to ever touch a grip attached to a metal stick attached to a metal head. They are going to show him on TV a lot. I had uh, Joaquin Neiman for Top South American. Granted, I don't, I I'm 99% sure this hit. The only way that I can check is looking at the flags on pjtour.com. I think he was. So I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that to myself. That was plus 162. I had Rory McIlroy top 20 after round one. That was the freest money that you could possibly have. That's a good bet. I mean, that's a plus 162 top 20 after that is the freest money of all time. And then we had, um, shout out Jordan Spieth for having a nice sun uh, for a nice weekend. Actually, we had him for a top 10 that hit at plus 190. So we were, uh, 
plus over three units, I think, on position plays. And then we had uh, Cam Smith plus 3,000 to win. So there we go. There's another 30, 30 units up your ass. Thank you. So that up was um, up like if you bet a unit on all those bets in one week, we were up, I think, 29 units in one week. So we'll take that. Good work. It's a big week, man. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of big weeks. 3M Open. not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The 3M Open. I just this. got an invite from the PGA Tour to play in it. Yeah? Sick. Yeah. Who's, the, who's, um, who's Marty Fish? Who is that? He's a tennis player. Former tennis player. Great 30-30 yes. for him on, uh, on ESPN. Oh, really? I'll have to watch it. I, I It was going around that he got an exemption. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I don't know if that shows that I'm young. I don't know if he's older or whatever. No, yeah, he played uh, he played tennis. He was a really good tennis player, but there's a great 30 for 30 for him. It, it dealt with a lot of mental illness situations like anxiety like that forced him out of like a major, like a semifinal match with Roger Federer at the U.S. Wow. Open one year. He was on the way to the, the thing. He was like, I can't do it. I'm just too – my brain's too fucked up. Wow. And he's since like – Done a lot of work on himself. The thirty for thirty is like I, I knew Marty Fish, but I didn't know anything of it. At the end of it, I'm like texting people like, "Have you seen the Marty Fish thirty for 30? Damn. It's so good. I wonder if that's um, on ESPN Plus. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, this it afternoon. should be. Yeah, I'll watch it. But yeah, he he plays now in like celebrity golf tournaments. He's like one of those guys that's pretty good at golf. It's kind of like pretty a good promo stick or a step Steph Curry. Nice. But yeah, um, 3M is looking for has some spots open because a lot of people are not going to that. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, so Tony Finau is the betting favorite. He had a top 30 at the Open last week, thanks to a little putt on 18, like you said. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that uh, second-place finish for me at the Canadian Open. Yeah, which we love to see that. So, Big mm-hmm. Tone is plus 1,200, the betting favorite. Um, Hideki Matsuyama and Sungjae Ammer next at plus 1,500. And Ches Reevy, who won the uh, – shout-out Ches Reevy. We didn't even talk about the Barracuda. I can't believe we got through all, an hour of this show. I didn't mention the Barracuda Championship. I know. I had, I had your boy, Maverick McNeely. I had to pick one, one of my pools. I had to pick one for that tournament. He had a good week, though, 10. didn't he? Top 10, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just just to let you know, I've been I, – I, I cured my Maverick McNeely addiction a couple months ago, not betting on him. He's going on the card this week. I'm back Woo! on Mav. Uh, and Ches Reeves plus 3,000 to win. TPC Twin Cities is a par 71, 7,431 yards. Uh, shout out the king, Arnold Palmer, architect of TPC, and, uh, TPC Twin Cities. That's kind of a hard name if you're saying it fast. TPC Twin Cities? That's a lot of TPC like T's and C's. TPT Twin Cities. Yeah. It's a birdie fest. Got to make a lot of birdies. It fits bombers a little bit more. Then, like Cameron Champs, the defending champion. <laughs> uh, Matty ah. Wolf won here a couple years ago. Bryson DeChambeau was second mm-hmm. that year, I believe. So, guys that can hit the ball a long way, we like that. Um, uh, I'll skip that. Skip that. Uh, betting odds, top 10 in betting odds. Tony Finau, 1,200. Um, Hideki Matsuyama, 15. Sung JM, 15. Cameron Zingali, Adam Hadwin, Cameron Davis, Mav, Davis Riley. Sahit the Gala and Ches Reevy are, or Ches Reevy's plus 3,000, but everybody before that's plus two. Who you got? Who's my pick for this week? Have you, have you made your, have you made your pool pick yet? I believe that I have. I'm about, I'm about 90% locked in. You have, you have a chance to sway me from it. Okay. I think we go back to back weeks of Cameron winning. You know, we're in a, we're in a, Kind of a kind of a cam fest right now. Did you know that? 
Cameron, Cameron Smith Young finished won second. last Cameron week. Cameron Smith finished first. Cameron Shingale gets his first PGA Tour win. Whoa. Cameron Champ's the defending champion here. And then next Oh, week, there is a Cameron Champ. There's a lot then, of Camerons all and over then, the place. Uh, Cameron Davis won the what, whatever event is next week. He's the defending champion that week. God, so many Camerons. Cam- a, lot Cameron. of Cam- a lot of Camerons happening right now. Yeah, so I'm going. I, I, my money right now is on Cameron Tringale because he was what he was. He almost won a couple weekends ago at the uh, John Deere. John Deere uh, he, came out he, hot uh, at the Scottish. Yeah, but uh, T3 here in 2020, he's got a scoring average of 68. T16 in 2021. I don't know. I'm looking at these list of guys. It's a, it's a one of those another tough weeks where it's like ooh, ooh, ooh. but uh, yeah, there's I'm just gonna, not I a lot. I think I'm riding with Cameron Tringale. What do you thought? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. He wasn't on my list, but I think. He plays a lot of good golf. Betting wise, I don't hate him for the sleeper pool because I think he's going to have a good week. But betting wise, I'm just going to miss his first win because the yeah. dude just say, I mean, at some point, like, are you going to win or not? So I'm going to miss his first win. I do like him though. I think he's going to have a good week. Uh, I do, I do like my guy Mav. Mav is the first name that came to mind. Uh, he missed the cut at the Travelers Championship. He's put a great stretch of golf together since then. T8 at the John Deere, T16 at the Scottish Open, T9 at the Barracuda. Tied for 16th at the 3M Open last year. He's 12th this season in birdie or better percentage, so he makes a ton of birdies. He's just going to have to keep the bogeys off the card. Good driving distance, 306.4, plus 2,000 to win, plus 125 for a top 20. Mr. Mav. I like it. Mm-hmm. Hard not to like um, Sahith Thagala. Yeah, he was the second guy I was looking at there. Uh, what does he have? Two top fives in his last five starts. Close call at the Travelers. Obviously, you hate to see what happened to him in the bunker, but makes a good amount of birdies. He gets it out there a little bit further than I think people. I mean, he averages over 304 with the driver off the tee. He's also plus 2,000 to uh, outright win. In top 20, he's also plus 125. All the guys that I'm um, looking at this this week are kind of in that plus two thousand, plus three thousand range. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you like Adam Svensson? I saw his name pop up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. I've seen his name pop up a little bit, and then I was reading about his his numbers. Um, but everyone loves him. I don't, I don't understand why. I don't know Adam Svensson. Sometimes I imagine like the PGA tour tweet come Sunday afternoon. Like, does that name look right when it's posted? Like Adam Svensson <laughs> wins the, wins the three M open. Yeah. He's mm. got top 25 in his last four starts. Solo six T 15. Yeah. T 15 here in 2019. People are high on him. I don't hate it. Is yeah, he, just- is, is he Canadian? Is Adam Svensson Canadian? I think I've bet yes. against him multiple times with like Corey Connors, top Canadian or something. His name's always popping up. I feel like he's a Canadian. Let's man. see here. Adam Svensson is from, yep. He's from Surrey, Surrey, Surrey Canada. Canada. Surrey. Surrey. Uh, Cam Davis. He's the defending champion for next week. I, to be honest, I don't know what the event is next week. It's not the Wyndham. It's the one in between three M open. Oh, rocket mortgage. He won the rocket mortgage last year, but the he's grabbed, the right? Yep. Actually, like that golf course. I don't mind the Rocket Mortgage. Like I'll watch yeah, it. I don't know. Course. Yeah, I don't know how much I'm going to watch the 3M Open just because I'm a little hungover 
uh, from the open championship, obviously. And I think I need to sleep. I need to, I need to, (laughs) I woke up at 4am every single day and watched golf until it was over. So that's a lot. I mean, that's, that's gotta be what 50 hours of golf. I need a break. Garbage move by, by the way, by NBC to put that last hour, Thursday, Friday on. on I had to make the last second change. I do respect on Friday that they kept it on, uh, USA today until Rory was done. And then when everybody mattered. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, Next game I had on my, my list. Peacock on Monday. Oh, I got to cancel mine, actually. Good call. I'm going to do that after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Davis. He's grabbed three top tens in his last five starts, including a solo six at the Barracuda. And it does, something has to be said for guys that played well at the Barracuda and now go to the 3M against people that played okay at the open and have to do the whole plane thing back, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. I originally didn't put the gala on my list because I mean, like, that's a long trip. You got to tee it up three days after your body's got used to the time change. Now it's got to go back. I feel like that's going to be weird. Um, tied for twenty uh, eighth uh, at the three M. What's up? Uh, you go finish him. I got some. Uh, okay, uh, he tied for twenty eighth at the three M in twenty twenty one. He tied for twelfth two years ago. 306 off the tee, 41st and birdie or better percentage. Again, same thing, plus 2,000 to win, plus 130 for a top 20. Um, I'm pretty sure, is Cam Davis Australian? Yes. It's a very American-sounding name, but I think I think that's he's Australian. But big man, hits it a long way. I like Cameron Davis this week, especially for a top 20. I don't know if I'm going to bet on him to win, but plus 130 for a top 20, I love Cam Davis. Uh, what I was going to say before... Uh, you're talking about the flights back and forth from England. So I turned on the Barracuda the other night for like a minute or two. I was watching some of it. I was seeing where Maverick was. And Alex Noren was in the lead. And they said that he was the top alternate. He was over at St. Andrews. He's the top alternate. Decided to leave and then would have actually made it on into the British Open if he had stayed. Can Finished second. Probably got like 400000 or whatever for a split field second place. Uh, but that's a tough one. That's a tough. That's a tough decision. I know. I almost. I almost bet on Alex Noren, not only because I've kind of been betting on him a decent amount this year for like top thirties or whatever, but that storyline of damn, you didn't get in the open, but then you win the Barracuda, and then you that gets you into next year's open. That's a great storyline. I almost bet just because he could have been like someone withdrew, and he would have been. Oh, I know. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, that's terrible. What a what a what like the whole life of a alternate's got to be just so weird. It's got to be so stressful. was, Was it? was it Rory at the U.S. Open? I mean, Ricky at the U.S. Open, where he was like the last guy waiting. Yeah, like he was. He was at the. He was at the country club Thursday until three o'clock in the afternoon until the last tee time went off. Just yeah, just waiting yeah. around, hitting balls. Hey, maybe someone gets you know a shoulder twinge and they can't play. I'll go in there. Like, what a weird life that is. And it's, it's easier. Just- and it's easier for Ricky because he's got a shit ton of money. Like the guys mm-hmm. that don't have that much money are not that famous. Like that stinks, man. Yeah, and then if you if you accept if you get in that last like say Norton gets in and finishes top ten or whatever, all the exemptions that come with that, mm-hmm. like he could have he could have strung a week together and hundred percent changed his career. Yeah, second place finish at Barracuda's fine, but he could have man, what a tough predicament. Yeah, that sucks. That stinks. You got anybody else on your sheet? I got a couple. I got a couple more. Yeah, I'll go for it. I got. I, I was just locked in on uh, Tringale. And Tringale. Um, I got a couple. Uh, uh, no, I got one weird one. I'm I'm doing this to be completely honest because I love seeing my name at the top of the leaderboard because his last name's Riley. You send me pictures Davis all Riley. the time. Yeah, Davis Riley. I yeah, sneeze. there was one time where it was McElroy was first and Riley was second. Yeah, that was incredible. I think it was the Travelers. I think maybe. Yeah, 
I do remember that. Uh, yeah. So Davis Riley, he's rattled off uh, eight straight ma- made cuts since missing the weekend at the RBC Heritage. Six of those finishes are top twenties. Four of those finishes are top ten. So he's been playing some really nice golf. Good off the tee, three hundred five. He's actually fourteenth on tour this season in birdie or better percentage. So he makes a lot of birdies. He's another guy that's plus two thousand to win. And then my next guy is actually a man that I thought was Brooks Kepka at the Travelers Championship, but he's just not. Chris Goderup. You know anything about Chris Goderup? Hmm. He's yeah, one of the young. He, he's one of the newer guys. College. He's a, was, he um, college? was he a Texas A and M guy? No. Oklahoma? Where did he go to school? No, I thought he was Oklahoma State, but he's not. I don't think he is anyway. I'm going to look him up real quick. Where the hell did he play college golf? Oh, he might be Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Now that you said that. Yeah, not state. Oklahoma. I think you're right. Because I think he's from New Jersey, and he originally went to Rutgers, but I think he transferred. I think everyone in New Jersey originally goes to Rutgers and they transfer. Anyway, the dude's an absolute unit. Like, look, he's an absolute unit that wears Nike. Like, tell me that doesn't look, doesn't that look oh. from far away? That looks like Brooks Kapka. Total unit. Yeah. Absolute, absolute unit. He's a big man. He looks like Brooks Kapka. I thought it was at the Travelers. He's not Brooks Kapka, but he smashes the ball. All of his stats are unranked for the PGA Tour this year because he hasn't mm-hmm. played enough. If he had enough starts to qualify him to be ranked in stats, he'd be first in driving distance. And 25th in birdie or better percentage. So the guy just mashes golf balls and then makes birdies, which I think is perfect. Plus 4,000 to win. Top 20 plus 190. I think he lost over two strokes on the greens at the John Deere and still tied for fourth. So I think if he, yeah, I think if his putter is at, geez, even okay, I think he has a really good shot to win because he just bombs the golf ball. Yeah. So shout out Chris Goddard up. But that's all I got. Shout out Chris Goddard up. That's all I got too. What a week. I'm tired, dude. I yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, uh, so I'm off Mondays, so I didn't do anything. And when I tell you I didn't do anything, I might have got off the couch five times yesterday. Total. I was watching some stuff. I was watching some Star Wars shows. I know you're not a Star Wars guy, but I was yeah, running through all the shows I never watched. Um and I'm telling you, I I took probably like a four and a half hour nap yesterday. Don't those feel good? They're fantastic. What time it is, what day it is. I woke up and it was five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, where did my day just go? But it was worth it. And then I slept fantastic last night. So my body's recovering from a very uh, grueling day watching golf on my couch. Yeah, it was a grueling grueling week, but it was a great week at the British Open. What we have to look forward to now, we got the FedEx Cup coming up. But uh, it feels like it's going to be more of just bad golf news. So. Yeah, let's see. Let's just, I'm just going to look at the schedule real quick. So we got the 3M open, Rocket Mortgage is next week, which again, I actually don't mind because I like, I like Detroit. Uh, Wyndham, that's the, that's the tournament that Kiz won last year. Remember in that, in the four way playoff or whatever? Oh, yeah. So that's the Wyndham. And then we get into the playoffs, which again, it's not like the playoffs are the players or the Genesis or major championships, but the playoffs is usually pretty fun. Um, What's going to hurt Rory not winning the Open Championship more is when he wins the fucking FedEx Cup again. And I got to be like, well, he won another FedEx Cup, but he didn't win the Open. Yeah. It's going to be tough. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Nothing. That's what I'm going to do. You got anything else for the people today, Mr. Andy? Or um, No. 
That's it. Let's call it. I'm, I'm going to go eat some lunch. I'm starving. Think about chipping for a while. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually playing. I'm playing golf tonight. Booked a tee time really? earlier today. Yep, going over nice. to Merrimack Valley Golf Club. It's very Ooh. cool. Yeah, Sweet. very excited. Mm-hmm. Throw Played that last seven week. wood into the water on the way. No, I. That has become my. Um, it's a joke to be completely honest. Like on on holes that I don't hit driver, I only need to hit it like two thirty off the tee. It's in the middle of the fucking fairway. I don't know if I've ever hit a bad shot with it. I've played like three or four rounds with it now. It's Damn. a joke. I don't think it's the Ooh. club manufacturer. I think it's just the perfect club that I was missing. All right. Which I love. You That's made it through another Rory McIlroy loss in a major. You owe it to yourself to get a PXG seven wood. Keep it in your bag. I don't. That was a very personal attack to end the show with. <laughs> You watched Rory fall apart on a Sunday again. <laughs> gotta, now uh, it's time for you to yeah. fall apart emotionally and try to fill that hole with a new club. PXG. PXG. We get in early. We stay late. We make breakfast in the morning. <laughs> we have lunch for sandwiches for lunch. PXG. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we drive electric cars because we all put all of our gas into our clubs. <laughs> PXG. PXG. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm done. See you guys. Bye. (laughs) See you.